Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Every morning, breaking news and talk you can trust. This is The Answer with Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horan. Thanks for joining us on your Tuesday morning answer. This Tuesday, a special Tuesday. It is Election Day. Brian Whitman, Jennifer Horn. I got to say, Brian, I walked in today yes. and I thought how excited I was to do this with you, Brian oh. Whitman, and all of you waking up with us in our six o'clock club. And when we sat down to do the broadcast about 20 minutes ago, what did I say to you? I am so excited to be doing this with you. <laughs> And that's the truth. Folks. The truth. We love and, each other. and We both think the same thing. These things are like landmarks, right? They create these. They are. These are moments that are created when we look back at our lives. So everything that you're doing today, you'll look back and remember, gosh, when President Trump won re-election, I was doing. Ex- and you might think, <laughs> I'm uh, manifesting wow. in the universe. You Understood. See? <laughs> and, and, and when you think back, you might think, wow, remember that that time that that uh, President Donald Trump became part of that relatively small club of one-term U.S. presidents. But nonetheless, we we want you. Well, you started. (laughs) I'm going to, you know, me on on days like today, it's information and all of that. I'm not going to upset. And you know what? By the way, that's how we roll around here. I think we've already made kind of this unspoken deal. I think that that, we're not going to go to Catatonia this year. Whatever happens is going to happen. And we are going to do our best because we believe in this country. And that is, I I mean, that's what I'm going into this day looking at. I'm not, I'm not going to let it ruin my life. So uh, uh, how well, about that's, that? Uh, that's very well said. The president, uh, President Trump started the day this morning. Uh, we should say that California polls open in 53 minutes. Right the, at 7 a.m. The in-person voting, which I'll be doing today uh, in 53 minutes, 7 o'clock this morning. And we, as always, every morning, I feel honored. This is my fourth presidential election so cool. covering here on the morning answer. Every year we have folks call if they sense or see voter irregularity, mm-hmm. something not right. We invite those phone calls. If you're totally kooky, we, we you know we screen out. We're looking for those real credible sounding folks who can say that they have seen something. But suffice to say, very quickly, piece of news here on the morning answer: the president, our president Trump, up for re-election for his second term as America's president to remain our 45th president, mm-hmm. uh, predicts he will win. 306 electoral votes. That was the number last time. At least. Yeah, that is it. Well, that's what the president has to do today. And and we'll go through. He doesn't have to. He has to win 270. Well, he has to. I I believe I I actually did my electoral map last night. I I actually have it in my bag. But don't be embarrassed. um, I think the president has to defend what he did last time around. And if he loses any one of those states, he has to be prepared to pick something up. Keep an eye on those states that he could pick up. Nevada, it looks very close. Biden, I think, thought that was kind of a shoe in. President Trump's been there a lot. He's trying to flip the state of Nevada. Minnesota is another one that President Trump could flip. If he does that, then he starts to work off kind of that balance of losing a state like Pennsylvania or Michigan. He can really only afford to lose one of those states to still have a clear path to victory. We'll talk more about the electoral map, but first, we do have our first piece of election news. Election results returned. Well, we can call. The answer. We can make it. Breaking news. Sure can. All right. Yes. Two, 
two tiny uh, New Hampshire communities that we follow every year. We've been doing this for 60 years. Every time there's a presidential election, just after the stroke of midnight on Election Day, they go and they cast their ballots in Dixville Notch. That's near the Canadian border. That's in the state of New Hampshire. That's right. Now, in Dixville Notch, it was a sweep for former Vice President Joe Biden. He won the town's Five votes, so he's well on his way to victory. <laughs> That's right, so he's well on his way to victory. The Democratic nominee uh, last night, uh, re- well, at the stroke of midnight, so this morning, Tuesday, Election Day in America, Joe Biden won all five votes in the presidential election in Dixville Notch, a tiny New Hampshire town, as Jennifer says, near the U.S.-Canadian border. It's known for being one of the first places in which residents cast their ballots on Election Day in America, because the the folks who run that town, who have to be at least three or four of the five who live there. Yeah, did you ever see that Lucy episode where the same couple was like the judge, the store owner, the gas station owner? They just kept changing hats. Oh, that's so funny. No, I haven't seen that. I like that <laughs> that's idea. That's what I think of when I think of Dixville Notch. Now, there is another town that we watched. Uh, but let's just say they, they're smart. They put themselves on yeah. the map because they decided at midnight will be the first voters in the media when there's really not much going on at midnight. The candidates are usually sleeping. They cover that result and... If it portends things to come, Joe Biden's happy not a vote for Trump. Well, we have more to that story. And uh, obviously, right, even, they found all the Trump votes in Dixville Natch down under the river. <laughs> That's right. Even if there's a challenge, I'm pretty sure you can recount those votes like 10 times before you give your your results. But in Millsfield, which is 12 miles to the south, they also uh, monitor those votes. Millsfield, New Hampshire. President, Hello. President Hi, Trump. Larry. <laughs> President Trump won 16 votes to Biden's five votes in Millsfield. Right. Well, so there are your significant- early that results. Reporting a landslide out of that second town there, <laughs> Dixville Notch. So really, it's anybody's game. So this gave us no information other than right. to know that this is still a close race. <laughs> That's right. 12 million Californians, I read this morning, have already voted. We live in a state, the largest state in the union, 40 million people. 12 million people have cast votes, whether it's absentee, vote by mail, provisional ballots, etc., 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 Now, this is kind of interesting because uh, Joe Biden's campaign yesterday said something that got a lot of attention from both people on the right and the left saying, oh, maybe you shouldn't be making those predictions. The campaign manager is uh, Jen O'Malley, and uh, this is what she had to say yesterday as part of a campaign event. Take a listen. It was reported yesterday that President Trump um, believes that if he wins the East Coast battleground states, Florida, North Carolina, and Georgia, he plans to go out and declare victory. And we want to be clear with you, if he tries to do that, that will not be true. Just declaring victory without actually having won um, in the kind of states uh, that we're talking about here uh, is really basically trying to say that COVID is over, even though we know it's not. Uh, And all the evidence is saying that COVID in this country continues. And so we want to be clear with all of you. We want to make sure uh, that we're having this dialogue and share with you what we're seeing and that we also want to be fundamentally clear what we uh, believe to be true. Under no scenario will Donald Trump uh, be declared a victory, a victor on election night. And we think that that's really fundamental to how we want to approach tomorrow. 
Okay, her her agenda is very clear. Her message is Trump is not going to win. The real issue is if Trump is successful in a handful of battleground states and finds out early in the evening, will he, as apparently she understands he said or an aide has said, he will go out there and declare victory. Mm -hmm. That would be, I think we'd both agree, completely irresponsible to do that when there are states still voting, when there are, when when votes remain uncounted. uh, It would be potentially quite embarrassing for any politician or presidential candidate or sitting president to do that. Yeah, and I don't think that anybody I think we're going to make sure that we know who the winner is before people just march out there and start declaring victory and uh, I, I don't know, she got some scrutiny from her own side of the aisle for saying that if it is a win on election night and you don't know that it won't be, if we find out tonight and we'll be doing complete election coverage right here on AM 870, AM 590 starting at 6pm we'll be here till midnight, all evening long we'll bring you up to speed, but if there is a winner then the president gets to to accept that now it's uh, well, it might be unlikely but yeah. but come on i mean why even set that up in people's minds as something I, that is not allowed for him to do well may i set something up in your mind that that is not only historical fact and and precedent in these highly contested if indeed this is a very close election like 2000 was between uh george w bush the ultimate victor our president and the former vice president Al Gore, the Democrat on the ballot at the time, Uh, the networks, and they've stopped this in the last 20 years. So if you're a person who is maybe uh, in uh, approaching 30 hearing the morning answer, and there's a lot of those people, you may not remember fully in 2000. What happened was uh, there was Al Gore seeing the network call and the networks came under great scrutiny for calling too quickly because they all want to be first what what way a state is going so yeah. they did they did call uh, Florida for George W Bush Al Gore got information from his internal campaign call he called first and said congratulations then he called back and said i take back my congratulations i am not prepared to go out there and concede loss because this data right. you would agree uh governor bush you wouldn't do it either. I don't so, think that the TV networks are going to do that at all this year. But they haven't done it since. Yeah, I think they're going to be very careful. They are. Dave Thomas in Long Beach. Dave, you're on the morning answer. You're running for state assembly today. You're on that ballot. Congratulations and good luck to you today, Dave. Yeah, thank you. Uh, COVID was pretty hard on my campaign. I lost my manager and my media person. But the last few weeks, we made a run at the finish line, popping signs in the ground and Mass emailing people. Well, All Dave, right, how do you feel yeah. going in? Uh, I've had uh, the time change has been no problem because I've been kind of sleepless. I'm I'm partially excited. We have you a, know, nervous. We have a punch <laughs> uh, drunk local uh, assembly I, candidate. I you, love it, Dave. What yeah. what's the district for Assembly District Seventy? Where should people look for you on the ballot today? It's uh, well, I'm right under the president. Uh, but I'm in Long Beach, uh, Signal Hill, San Pedro, and the Great Island of Catalina. Fantastic. Well, All Dave right. Thomas, good luck to you today. He is on that ballot, Assembly District number 70. All right. As we continue, cities boarding up for civil unrest tonight, but should they? Dr. Sebastian Gorka joins us as your election day morning answer continues. News and talk you can trust. The morning answer with Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horn. Thanks for joining us. It's election day all across the country. Well, for conservatives. 
Brian, you vote tomorrow. You got I the memo, I vote tomorrow. Right? Is that right? Okay. All right. Okay. Just so I can. kidding. Don't send me the emails. Everybody votes today. If you haven't already done it, go out there and cast your vote. And and Jennifer does that joke every I know. four years. So if you don't it's know funny it by every now. every time, by the way. It is funny every time. Amen. Uh, by the way, rip. Competitiveness is one is the soul of wit. As Part of my brevity. charm, actually. If Amen I find to that. if I find a winner, you're going to get it about twelve times. So you're preaching the choir, my dear. How's Ainsley Airhead on Fox? Airhead, Brian. Okay, but Governor Newsom is doing fine. Yeah, Newsom, Brian. Oh, yes, I'm sorry. Newsom. I had another. Okay, twelve million Californians have already cast a vote. More than ninety-three million Americans have cast a vote. Doctor Sebastian Gorka, a friend of President Trump and uh, someone who has served in two different capacities. He calls him boss. So that's right. And he hosts America First, which you should listen to today, 12 noon on AM 870, 8 p.m. on AM 590. He's part of Salem National's wall-to-wall election night coverage, and we're happy to have him here. In fact, he's here early with us. Usually he's here every Tuesday at 6.50, but today we have him at 6.20 because, Seth, it's election day and we need your predictions. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. I hope you're going to drink a lot of coffee today. Oh, it's, I've actually got it on IV drip today, Seb. <laughs> I've got the uh, I've got the coffee and the electrolytes, courtesy of my friend at my friends at Gatorade. Uh, Doctor Seb Gorka, question for you. I know a, a personal note. I know that for you, and I know that for Jennifer, and I know that for so many members of our Morning Answer listening family. Today is not just an election. I know the feelings about President Trump, specifically those who support him. I know they are feelings of affection, feelings of confidence, and I know that it's very personal. So I want to say that to you because I because I felt that way about candidates, and I I, I just I just want to say that to you because you're my friend. I, I know this really really ma- matters to me too, and I know it really matters to those, especially yourself, having worked a- at the White House. So everything I ask you or say to you, please know, please consider it w- 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 with that caveat, if you would, my friend. I'm just waiting for the hammer to fall, but Brian, <laughs> carry on. How in the world does he win this thing tonight? No, uh, he has to get to 270 electoral votes. If he loses Florida and Pennsylvania, those polls close at 8 o'clock Eastern time. It's 5 o'clock here in Southern California. Does he have a chance if he loses Pennsylvania and Florida or just one of those two? You know, I, I really, I think predictions in the age of Trump are pointless. Look, look what happened in, in 2016. So to do it, state by state. I, th- I think he's got Florida. I think he's got Pennsylvania. I mean, it's stunning. I had a friend of mine out at the uh, the final Pennsylvania rally two nights ago, <laughs> and she spoke to somebody from the Secret Service. Guys, there were 57,000 people there. Yeah, the enthusiasm 50, I mean, is incredible. You know, was, you know, some of the biggest football teams can't get 57,000 people. And then you look at yesterday, you look at the five events he did, finishing at, what was it, 1 a.m.? across the country and people waiting in lines in the cold. Uh, you know, ignore the polls, really ignore the polls. That's your metric. And I think, look, uh, Newt Gingrich is one of the smartest people I know. When it, when it comes to politics, there are, I don't think there's anybody smarter than I agree. the former Speaker of the House. And, and he's given, the, what has he given the president? 200 and, no, 324 electoral college votes. That's the former Speaker of the House's yeah. prediction. So, you know, it, I, I think the president has totally left it all out on the field. It's now up to us who love this country to go and vote for him. I just tweeted out to everybody, prepare, be prepared.
prepared to wait in line for hours and hours, bring, bring food, bring trinkets. Do not leave that polling Do station. Do not in, leave. You know, and voted. If they don't have you on the voter rolls, demand a provisional ballot. Because here in yep. California, Seb, and, and this is the thing, a lot of people have been early voting. I went and early voted on on Sunday. I didn't have to wait in line. But today may be a different story. And don't be one of those Republicans in California who go, oh, well, my vote doesn't matter anyway. Because the propositions matter. The down ballot races matter. And President Trump needs your vote to help up his total of the popular vote. Because wouldn't it be great if he could win the Electoral College and the popular vote today to finally put an end to all of those naysayers. So get out there. Listen to Seb Gorka. Listen to Dr. Gorka. He knows. Listen to me. Go out there and cast your vote no matter what. Now, I want to ask you a personal question about the president, but a note on the electoral map. Because Brian and I will talk about this later. I actually went through, I was a nerd, and I went through and did it last night. I did my predictions. (laughs) And I don't really see a path for Trump around Florida. Florida is really key. And we'll know pretty early on in the night how Florida goes. They've already started counting votes there. But I actually left Pennsylvania off the map because I believe it's going to be ripe with voter fraud and it's going to be a legal nightmare. And I actually got him to victory without... Pennsylvania. Wow. Because what total? What total did, did you? Did well, hold, on. Hold, <laughs> hold on. Let me go Hold on. She's all going wrong. into her I mean, abacus. Look, I never, I never I, I pretend. I want to know the, spark, the sparkly prediction. I need to know it. I never pretend to be a, um, a Newt Gingrich, but I have Trump right now without Pennsylvania given to either candidate. So Pennsylvania off the map. Right. I have Trump at 289 and Biden at 229. Oh, I need and to all see of that. The, and by the way, I need the only, to see the, and I the, gave Nevada to Biden, which I think it's very possible that Nevada could go to Trump. But I gave I gave him everything he had in 2016 and I gave him Minnesota because I actually believe he's going to win Minnesota. And that brings you to that total without Pennsylvania. So okay. there you I have am, it. I'm going to need to see the the uh, the logic flow they used to teach us in sequential math of how A to B. Yeah, she, oh god, she's brand. I got it. it. All right, face. so let me she's ask you this personal have, question, Seth, because yeah. this is my real question for you. Do not challenge. Do not challenge. Do not challenge. Just sit there and be quiet, Look, lovable liberal. I'm manifesting. People say to do that. Believe the women. <laughs> believe the women. Well, that's true. I Last agree with time that. around, I got it wrong, but I did have both candidates. If you can believe it, in 2016, I had them at a tie. Do you remember that, Brian? I, I do did, remember that. I had a total tie. Anyway, all right. So, Seth, you know the president better than the two of us do you know him in person what is today like for him i heard him on fox and friends the poor guy sounds exhausted because he has been all over the place in the bitter cold he's been working so hard you know him what does he do today does he take a nap does he get back to work what does he do he's he's not a nap taker he instead of his uh, eight diet coats i think he might have 16 diet coats <laughs> and, 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 and knowing him he's gonna he's gonna be He's got to take it a little bit easy. I mean, come on, guys. I mean, he's got, what, uh, 24 years on me. And I couldn't do what he did. I don't care if he's got an Air Force One jet or not. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You're on a plane, you're on a plane. Yeah, he's incredible. Um, Right. So I think think what he's going to do, uh, knowing him, he's just going to be... You know, like like a Hoover, he's going to be hoovering up the the news coverage, the the polling <laughs> station reports. The guy has an absolute computer of a brain when it comes to the, the specific uh, the, the specific candidates and their challenges. So I think he'll be staying in touch with with the ones that he he's not sure about. But uh, he's not he's not taking any naps today. Let me let me guarantee you that. Dr. Seb Gorka hosts America First. He's an ally of President Trump, now in his second capacity working for the Trump White House. We do only have 30 seconds, my friend. Respond to the media stories about the person, 
the generic person identified as a shy Trump voter. This is the person who doesn't run around screaming MAGA and doesn't often tell people they support President Trump. But this person, it's believed by some speculating, shows up today or has cast a ballot already to vote for President Trump. And they're not the type of person necessarily you'd expect because unlike a lot of Trump supporters, they're not very verbose about it. Do you think that's a very real component to the to the eventual results we receive? Oh, it's one of the key elements. If you look at the Cato Institute, not exactly for Trump supporters, their poll said more than 60% of Americans are uncomfortable about openly talking about their political affiliation in an age of cancel culture. That doesn't apply to liberals. It applies to conservatives. In recent polling, we've seen that the young vote, the millennial vote, is now turning towards the present because they've had enough with this thinking shutdown. So, yes, the, the silent majority has grown in the last four years, and it's not going to be silent today, Brian. If we turn out the vote, because the early voting right now favors Joe Biden, got to get out there, got to vote. Seb Gorka, 10 seconds. I don't ask you for your map or your predictions, but does he win? Are we going to come out and have this conversation with President Trump for four more years this time next week? If everyone who loves this country does what they have to do, and pays back a little bit of the incredible work the president's done in the last four years, he will win. All right, Dr. Sebastian Gorka. There you have it from a man who is uh, very confident, but it's very clear what he's saying, yep. that this election is winnable or losable based on the efforts of Trump supporters, Trump voters, or would-be Trump voters to get out and cast that vote. He is absolutely right about that, Seb. Thank you so much. We will talk to you and listen to you tonight. Full coverage on AM 870, AM 590. Listen to America First today, AM 870, 12 noon, AM 590, 8 p.m. tonight for election coverage. Up ahead, President Trump on Fox and Friends. Just what is his closing message to voters as your Tuesday Morning Answer continues? Brian Whitman's Voices. Jennifer Horn's brain. What else do you need to start your day? This is the Morning Answer. Thanks for joining us on Election Day. Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horn, we are giving you wall-to-wall coverage, all of the information that you need from some of the biggest names. We're going to be visited by someone who was an integral part of the 2016 race for President Trump. Rick Gates will be with us in a few moments. But oh, yes. The president, Brian, was on Fox and Friends this morning. If you can believe it, he got home from Grand Rapids, Michigan, where he wrapped his 2016 race. He got yes. home about 2 a.m. He was on Fox and Friends during, I think, the 4 a.m., 5 a.m. hour, our time. We've always understood President Trump to be a guy who doesn't require a lot of sleep. But his work ethic, I mean, here's the thing. No doubt. Whether it's anybody's game, and we can play with electoral maps and all this, but the truth is this, that anybody can win today, or anybody can be named a winner in four days from now. We really don't know right. what today is going Christmas, to bring. That's, yeah, that's right. right. I mean, it's it, it's anything, anybody's ball game right now. It is going to depend on voter turnout. Unfortunately, I feel like maybe in some states it may depend on who's got the better legal team in those states. But uh-huh. President Trump can say this. He did leave it out on all on, out on the field. He worked really hard in the weeks leading up to the election. He did, he, uh, did what he, he could. He exhausted himself. He was trying to come from behind in the polls. And he did one last plea to voters on Fox and Friends this morning. Well, it's, uh, you know, become pretty standard. We've built the greatest economy in the world. It was horribly interrupted by something that should have never happened. Came in from China, the plague. The plague from China. Horrible situation. And we had to shut it down, and we had to learn about it. We had to shut it down, and we did the right thing. We saved uh, two million people. We saved a lot of people. We, you know, the original motto was 
two million people. And so if you use that model, you go, that was a main model. You use that model, we saved uh, two million people, and now we're building it back up again. And we had the best economy. We had the, the best. Nobody had ever seen anything like it. And now what happens is we build it up again, and we are doing it at a record clip. You saw the 33.1 on Thursday. That's mm -hmm. uh, the biggest number we've ever had GDP. And we're on a shape to build this up to a level that nobody's ever seen anything like it. I, I really think that we're going to end up with a, a, an economy that will be better than last year. And last year was a record. Yes, last year was the best economy we've already had. We, we've had. All right. That's President Trump uh, just hours ago, uh, an hour and a half ago or so, calling into Fox and Friends on Fox News uh, on this Election Day morning. We're 20 minutes away from the polls opening here in California, where more than 12 million California voters have already voted with the early voting and, and the mail-in balloting. As for President Trump, Jennifer, uh, the call is a smart call. What we heard is smart, in my opinion, for the president to be on there election day morning mm -hmm. talking about the economy, for it is the economy. We talked to our friend Stephen Moore, uh, economic counsel to President Donald Trump, the economic recovery team. The economy is his strongest suit. It is the issue on which most voters think he is adept and capable. These are the types of things he should be talking about if he's going to make an appearance, uh, a telephone appearance on Fox News or any other network on the morning that people Tens of millions, hundreds of millions are getting out of their home to vote. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, he, he played his strongest hand, and, and that was wise. It's the economy, stupid. And I think the president really sticking today on Fox and Friends to talking about the economy and law and order, where voters really trust him more on those two subjects than they do over over Joe Biden. I think that's important because you're getting those last-minute voters, those people who maybe have been disenfranchised with both candidates. I mean, I've heard that story an awful lot where people say, ugh, I don't like either candidate. I yeah. don't know if I'm going to go vote. Maybe I'm going to look at a third-party candidate. Heard that in 2016 as well. Absolutely right. So uh, the this is that motivating factor for the president who, even though he sounds tired, says, look, we have an economy that's still breaking records. We can recover. We can do this. And I think he might have, who knows, you never know if this kind of thing will change minds leading up to election day. He thinks, however, the president, always the optimist, thinks that he is going to win big. That's what he told Fox News this morning, Fox his and Friends, this is about an hour ago. Prediction is a minimum of 306 electoral votes. Now, I believe that's what he won in 2016. He won 306, 306 yes. And right. let's take a listen. Here's the president now on Fox and Friends with the prediction. I noticed that Biden went out and I think he's campaigning a little because he's worried. We've seen tremendous uh, swing changes. We've seen actually in the last three days, this reminds me, I hope it reminds me of uh, four years ago, tremendous changes have taken place over the last week. Tremendous. And like what? We think we're winning Texas very big. We think we're winning Florida very big. We think we're winning Arizona very big. I think we're going to do very well in uh, North Carolina. I think we're going to do very well in uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, we, we think we're doing very well everywhere. And, and it, it, it's more than thinking. You know, we're seeing trends. Right. And those states that the president just named there, Brian, Florida, Texas, Arizona, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, that's his easiest path to victory. That's like the cruise path. That's the easiest way for him to get there. Without well, Florida, it's, it's the really, most obvious it, way. It's not easy. Well, it's the it is actually I mean, as far as like if you look at the 
the most likely the scenarios. Yes, right. that okay. is yeah. his easiest path to victory. Understood. And Understood. so uh, he has to win. I mean, again, Texas, I don't think is a problem. I think that the polling there if is Texas is a Repub- problem for the Republican candidate. The campaign is shot. It's very similar to what we heard from Beto O'Rourke and Ted Cruz. And while that election was sort of close, I mean, Ted Cruz still won by over three points over Beto O'Rourke. And President Trump is much more popular in that state than Ted Cruz. So I find it. It's sort of amusing that we're kind of going down that road. But I think that the president keeps Texas very handily. I think a question will be Arizona. That's very tight. There's also a very tight Senate race. He's got to keep Arizona. I think that's a really key state for him. North Carolina, also a key state. Again, you can you can come up with scenarios around Pennsylvania if he wins and does well up in the northern part of the states like he did last time. In the last election, he won Wisconsin and Michigan. And uh, I think there's a possibility he could flip Minnesota, which was 1% separating Hillary Clinton and President Trump in 2016. Joe Biden has had a lot to contend with in Minnesota because of the unrest, because of the defund the police movement that has proven not to be so popular with the residents of the suburbs outside of Minneapolis. Since the day that Donald Trump, the citizen, nailed, won the nomination of the Republican Party in 2016, since that day, almost Every day until this time, 15 minutes before the polls open here in California, Southern California, on his, hopefully for him, if you're him, re-election day, the president has been atypical. He has done things that other presidents haven't. We can add one to the list. On the morning of the election, he broadcasts a prediction for his own election electoral vote result. And it's a confident one. It, it, it uh, 306 or higher. That's his way of saying I'll do just as well as I did in 2016 or better. Yeah. Confidence has never been in short supply inside the person who is President Donald Trump. One thing I think, yes, remember, is that voter turnout is going to be higher this time around. We've already seen early voting as an indicator. I think that voter turnout will be higher. So who is turning out? Are those Biden voters? Are they Trump voters? And, and that that's is what we have the $64,000 question. All right. Election Day is upon us. So we will have the deputy campaign manager for Trump 2016, Rick Gates, joins us as your Election Day morning answer continues. The Morning Answer with Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horne. Jen is the conservative crusader. Brian is our lovable liberal. Welcome to The Answer. Thanks for joining us. Election Day. Brian Whitman, Jennifer Horn, happy to be with you. Uh, cities boarding up seems so anti-American. We'll bring you up to speed on that just after the top of the hour. But millions and. of Americans getting ready to go to their polling place in uh, literally nine minutes from right now here in California. Here in California, we're uh, yeah about eight and a half minutes away now from the polls opening. This is for the traditional in-person voting. I had a younger friend call me yesterday and say, uh, what this is? Uh, this is not normal that people vote on election. I said, and the man is twenty eight. I said, uh, ask your brother, who's another friend. Of mine. <laughs> I said he'll tell you this is how we always did it. <laughs> That's so funny. The early voting is new though here in California, and relatively. the numbers are record breaking with ninety three million Americans casting votes. So uh, what does it all mean? Uh, what is the Trump campaign thinking today? What are they looking for? What are the markers that are standing out for them? Joining us right now is the former deputy campaign manager for Trump twenty sixteen. He's also the author of a book. It's called Wicked Game. Pick it up wherever books are sold. Rick Gates joins us. Good morning, Rick. Welcome to the Morning Answer. 
Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Jennifer. How are you guys? It's great to have you here. Take us through uh, 2016. You were all watching for certain markers, and maybe there was some surprise. Maybe you expected a big win. What is the campaign looking for tonight? What do you think is going to happen, and what are those bellwether states we need to be on the lookout for? Absolutely. I think the first thing you have to watch for today, and you can watch it throughout the day, is the voter intensity. Um, You know, clearly, I don't think anybody would argue that Donald Trump set more intensity on the campaign trail than Joe Biden, but that's got to translate into the voters actually getting out. So one of the things that the Trump campaign and the Biden campaign, too, will be watching for is how many voters physically come out today to vote, because that's going to determine in large part uh, whether Donald Trump is able to, uh, you know, get the win today. The key states to watch for, there are two bellwethers in my mind right now, North Carolina and Arizona. Mm-hmm. Those states are largely, you know, uh, middle of the road. They are good markers to kind of determine how that voter intensity plays out, whether it's, you know, going, you know, with Donald Trump or, you know, or against them. So North Carolina will be a good marker. And then obviously Arizona on the other side, uh, you know, the country. Uh, the, the two steel states that you watch for for Trump right now are Minnesota and Nevada. Those yeah. are two states he did not win in 2016. But those are states that the campaign absolutely believes are in play. And as you've seen, the president has been campaigning there uh, quite a bit. Um, the three states for Joe Biden um, were uh, Iowa, uh, Arizona and Texas. Uh, Texas, I think, is uh, I think that's a head fake. I don't believe. Uh, that's really a toss-up, but based on some numbers I saw this morning, I think that is clearly going to go Donald Trump. So I don't think people should read too much into it if Joe Biden loses. But I do think with Iowa and Arizona particularly, uh, Iowa, it looks like uh, the Des Moines Register came out with a poll over our, the weekend on Saturday that said Donald Trump was now up seven. Uh, that's quite a difference from, you know, being down two over the last few weeks. So this that an important, will be an interesting one to watch yeah, as well. This, this is an important question here. Uh, morning Answer Election Day episode edition of the Morning Answer with Brian and Jen. You obviously worked for President Trump, did good work for him in 2016. The campaign was successful. In the uh, states you listed as critical, I don't believe you listed Pennsylvania or Florida. Now, those polls close at about 5 o'clock our time. After 5 o'clock here in Southern California, if we look to Pennsylvania and Florida and very early numbers, and the states won't be called, we understand that. Can President Trump succeed in securing a second election as America's 45th president if he doesn't win both Pennsylvania and Florida? In no, I think opinion. it's mathematically impossible if you don't win um, uh, at least uh, one. I mean, the thinking, and we call it the Trinity, right? Florida, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. Uh, he won all three in 2016. But, you know, in our own estimates in 2016, we weren't sure about Pennsylvania. We knew we could win, still win with Florida and Ohio. Um, and I think that's what you have to look at going into this. Right now, it, it appears that the Biden campaign has conceded Ohio. Uh, they still think Florida is a toss up, although they had some kind of emergency maneuvers uh, over the weekend because they weren't seeing the, uh, the early vote count that they wanted to down there. Uh, and that's what happened in 2016 as well. Uh, the Republicans did a great job of getting the early vote out uh, to close that gap. So I think if you're going into this, you're right. And, and Pennsylvania for me is the battleground state. It's like ground zero uh, because that one is not going to be called tonight. And I think that's going to be uh, very questionable in terms of it's going to be very close, first mm-hmm. of all. Uh, And I think, you know, these mail-in ballots are going to have an impact. So everybody's going to be watching that one very, very closely. And uh, if a candidate can go without Pennsylvania, that would probably be the best case scenario because, Rick, I think there's going to be some legal battles in that state already. You hear a lot of claims on both sides about voter fraud and and 
Jen saying just that about Pennsylvania. It's going to be a tough one. Rick Gates is with us. He's the author of Wicked Game. It's a really fascinating read. If you haven't had a chance, pick that one up. I want to ask you about the early voting factor, Rick. As a campaign manager in 2016, deputy campaign manager, it, we had early voting. That was always, uh, obviously, that's always something to con- consider, absentee voting and all of that. But this time around with the pandemic, things are really kind of crazy and up in the air. In our state of California, universal mail-in voting in nine other states that was rolled out simply to combat, and I put that in air quotes, the pandemic. What kind of impact do you think that makes on tonight's election results? Do you think that that benefits Joe Biden, or is that another false narrative that we really shouldn't fall victim to? Yeah, I think absolutely it's the latter, and and here's why. And I I love that that people get the facts. I mean, there's going to be a lot of political spin throughout the day. Uh, But if you look at it just on its merits, um, early voting is historic, right? 99.6 million people as of this morning uh, before the polls opened. And, and that's almost 72% of the total vote in 2016 uh, cast. But what you have to be careful of is a lot of these reg- party registration states, they send out ballots uh, under the, 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 you know, the voters' party you know, affiliation. But that doesn't necessarily mean that that individual is going to vote for that candidate of that party. Same thing with early uh, in-person voting, right? Um, you know, you have registered uh, uh, party registration in a number of states. But again, that doesn't mean that individual is going to is going to go vote for that you know, specific candidate. So people have to be very, very careful. There's one other interesting anomaly in, in all that data. There's a, a category called no political affiliation. So a lot of these states send out ballots uh, and there is no idea of, of who these individuals are going to vote for. These are traditionally the independents and moderates. Um, so I think these are going to be the things to watch for. But yeah, if anybody tells you anything about the early voting numbers, uh, I'd be very weary about it because there's a lot of misinformation being spread about that. And that's usually based on tradition of, yes, Democrats typically would mail their ballots in, Republicans would go out. I think all of those across the board are off the table this time. I think as many Republicans and Democrats are going out to vote as, as many Republicans and Democrats are sending in their vote through mail-in ballots. Okay, Rick Gates, a former deputy campaign manager for the very successful Trump 2016 presidential effort. Final question from me here. It's a personal one, personal uh, as best you can answer it uh, with regard to to our president, President Trump. If you recall, if, if you were physically there in, in sharing space with him in 2016, can you describe for our Morning Answer listeners, because you're the closest person we'd know to be able to give us this information, the demeanor of it, I'm going to say not president of a Donald Trump, the person when he was running for, and now, of course, he's the president. What is he like on game day? What is he like on election day? Is he quiet? Is he confident? Is, is, is he effusive? Uh, if you have that type of feedback, well, we'd sure be interested in hearing that. Yeah, absolutely. We had, uh, first of all, whatever the plan is, he goes against the plan. So if, you know, they're, they're having a, a big party somewhere, he'll probably, you know, shirk that for part of the time. But he likes to have his own schedule. And, and, and one of the things that you know, we came across in 2016, very confident uh, about going into it. And I think even more so this time because of all the hard work that you, you know, kind of put into it. In 2016, he was not even remotely expected to win. So I think 2016 was a bit more of a surprise. He's had four years under his belt now. Uh, but the, the atmosphere is, is one of confidence. But look, both sides, they, elections are unpredictable. They yeah. don't know. And so at the end of the day, what they're really watching for is to see, you know, who gets the, the voter turnout out. And that's going to be the critical factor. If, if the intensity that the president has had going into these rallies uh, holds, then he's going to have more voters out. But if not, then, you know, you're probably going to see uh, you know, Joe Biden sneak away with it. 
Rick Gates, thanks so much for that intel. Uh, pick up Rick's v- book right now. It's fantastic. Wicked Game. It's available wherever you buy books. And Rick, we'd love to have you back on again to talk about all of this once it all uh, filters out. Sounds great. Have fun with the election. Thank you. You too. Have fun with the election. See, that's optimistic. <laughs> I know. Uh, by the way, it's it's uh, it's 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 a late uh, greeting. We've been having fun with the election <laughs> since uh, <laughs> since uh, twenty sixteen. Is affirmative <laughs> with this election? That's right. Is affirmative action coming back to California? We'll review the propositions as your election day morning answer continues.